0: Stephen Jill here.
1: Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy
0: Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And
1: I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California.
0: Today's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about how there's always a solution. Before, Is there? The always. A huge... Uh, I know. A huge... Does it
1: mean I'm going to like this. the solution? Nope.
0: Got it. Could be incredibly painful. Got it. Think Could, I heard that, yes? You might have to check your... uh Uh-oh check your pride at the door and all kinds of other stuff at the door. You might be defeated, might have to turn your entire life around, but there's always a solution. Thanks. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free and please don't forget to subscribe on the on, uh, on the Land Academy YouTube channel and comment on the shows you like.
1: Charlie Rope, what is everybody doing to create recurring income? from their land other than just buying and selling. Leasing and owner financing are the first two that come to my mind, but I'm sure there are others. And who do you lease to?
0: Uh, owner financing is a very, very popular option here. Um, we have tons of people in our group who buy a property for five grand, sell it for $200 down, $200 a month, uh, You know, and the sale price is $20,000. This has been going on forever. That's very popular. Joe and I used to do it. We don't do it any longer. We're, we feel like we're better at selling it for cash. Or we're just better acquisitions people versus uh, babysitters. That's one way. This is leaps and bounds is the most popular way. If uh, you have commercial property in an urban area, leasing property, if it's zoned correctly to like, construction crews or, uh, for RV storage, or that's very popular and extremely profitable. In fact, mobile home parks are based on this model where you just lease the land. You put your own tenant would put their own owner would put their own mobile home on that park, pay two or three or $400 a month for a pad lease. And everybody's happy. It's incredibly, incredibly affordable for the owner and incredibly profitable for the park owner. That's a, a great option. There's two. The reason I put this in here are two new ones that popped up recently. Um, one is buying a piece of rural land, making sure that it's very usable, and then VRBOing it out as campground land for 30 or $40 a, a, a night. It's very popular as long as the use again the zoning's correct. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, in most places, especially if it's county land, there's no reason that you would that would be restricted in any way. And so, if you have an RV, you go park it out there for a certain number of nights as long as it's compliant. Or if you just you know take a truck out there with the tent, make a fire, as long as it's all compliant. That's very 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 profitable. You can buy in uh, certain places, even in Los Angeles County, you can buy. Mm-hmm. Property for four or five thousand dollars and start renting it out for thirty or forty dollars a night. And
1: What's the second one?
0: And the second one is why am I? It's going too slow.
1: No, Scary. <laughs> I was impatient.
0: <laughs> the second one is putting up some type of structure like a yurt. And uh, there's this all over Discord right now where cool. you take that VRBO land rental model and make it just a little bit more attractive. It used to be a, year, a couple of years ago, it was uh, airstreams. Make a little airstream community again as long as it's compliant and then rent those out. Cool. Today's Jack Thursday. There's always a solution. This is why you're listening. I was watching a reality show that many of you maybe have seen or not seen. I find this fascinating, especially when Jill's not around. Now I know where this... Came. Called uh, Big Timber. And, oh. And the, it's about this these two uh, married people that in Canada that have a... They go get timber claims and they there's very profitable types of wood and not profitable types of wood and so they get these claims they rent them for a season from the canadian government they go and and uh and and it's a very healthy but my, my first reaction was just like oh my god you're cutting all this wood down what they do is they cut dead trees down they thin out the forest it's good for like fire prevention and uh and all of that anyway they literally create a road in some cases to get up to this claim. Uh, they take out the, the dead wood uh, and they mill it out and sell it. And it's very, very profitable. Well, in the very first show of season two, whether or not this is real, I don't know. They get a bill from the, con- the government for a million bucks. Like, hey, you didn't clean this up the way you should, mm-hmm. you know, you have to clean up when you're done. And so they spent an entire season, second and to which her reaction was she's uh, his wife is uh, she runs the entire business. She runs the sales part of it. She runs the mill. He's out just getting raw materials. And so he fell apart. And she's like, there's always a solution. And so they spent an entire season, both of them, working like crazy people, mm-hmm. defying the weather, um, scavenging for logs all over uh, the sounds and bays that there are uh, in, in off of Vancouver Island. And they did it. They raised like $1.4 million. What did they have to actually end up paying the bill? I don't think so. We'll find out next season. But it got me thinking. These people work like dogs, both of them, mm-hmm. and their crew, dedicated crew of people, both on the administrative side, uh, and the sales side, and then on his side, which was you know procurement, acquisitions of well, this lot, these logs, tirelessly machinery's breaking down. So I'm sitting there watching this, you know, with a cold drink in my hand, sitting on the couch thinking
1: I would say with your I'm, feet up I'm the
0: biggest <laughs> oath there ever is, ever was. And what Jill and I do is very crazy profitable. Uh, but it wasn't always like that. True. And so I know that you know, we started Land Academy to help people do this for themselves also. Yeah. And the first few se- first few years that I did this, it was terrible. I had a, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. And so it was constant trial and error. Uh, by the time Jill arrived, which is several oh, years later.
1: Back doing deals, not Land Academy.
0: No land academy. No, no, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is not land Since, academy. We're yeah, talking we about failed. buying and selling land. Like,
1: well, wait a minute. I was here a couple of years ago. That's not what he meant. He meant just yeah, in buying
0: the '90s, and sell, buying and selling land.
1: Learning how to do this before we share this with you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and so it was a pretty steep learning curve, and then there's constantly stuff that gets thrown at you. My point yeah. to the show is that this episode. Is there's just constantly stuff that's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. Jill just spent yesterday, spent uh, you know 20 minutes talking about a deal that probably should have gone sideways. The vast majority mm-hmm. of people that would do that real estate deal, even really professionals, would not have worked that hard uh, and done what they needed to do. Everybody got on the same team, did what they needed to do to liquidate the property for a profit a year later. So there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. Always. You know, there's always a solution for any issue that you have in your personal life, every single time. You just can't give up.
1: I think I think people get hung up here because the solution is I got to dig in and work hard and they're afraid of that. Cuz that's often the answer.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, if you're not interested in working hard, this is li- this business is not for you. In fact, probably no Stuff businesses are. Do. That's what this is. Yeah. Somebody was telling us a story oh, recently.
1: Oh, I heard that too. Wait, look, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Same thing. We have a we have a very dear friend who works guests. at a bank, and she's like, you know, the my one of her jobs is like, I've got this team, I got to motivate them to do better, and because by doing better, a we get more efficient, and b people get raises, things, all these good things happen. So she had this employee that said, "Look, here's where I'm at in my <laughs> life." I'm at this point, this level, I am not interested in learning any new skills. I'm not interested in working any harder and I'm not interested in even making more money. I'm happy right where I am. And I'm like, sheesh, what do you do with that? So, And and it's like, I'm like, can you kind of help them find their way out the door? But it's a very <laughs> large bank. You can't necessarily do that. They just settle in like that's not us. But for some people it is, I guess that's your point.
0: In the simplest form. Yeah. There's work and reward. And the harder you work, the harder and smarter, I should say. You I'm not talking about breaking rocks. You can work as hard as you if, as possible, breaking rocks eight hours a day, and you're not going to really get ahead. I'm talking about working really smart. As an entrepreneur, this will absolutely pay out. Mm-hmm. I have example after example. Jill and I, our career path is packed full of people who make between 2 and $8 million a year doing this. Uh, you know, and they join Career Path to maybe pick up some pointers. Largely, mo- a lot of them join because they want to share their story with young people who are newer and let them know that it's possible in a really helpful, fantastic way, in my opinion. That's what Joe and I are sitting here doing right now. So, and there's just a solution. There's there's always a solution. And I didn't know this about Joe when I met her, but it turned out that she, we, she and I were, uh, really really similar about this like which neither one of us will stop no and i don't want you to stop we'll i don't want you to get sidetracked because i don't care what it is you fill in the blank well but i don't like data then find somebody who does yeah, yeah out. i don't like sales find a gel yeah you know I, I don't have it. any Why money have well to. then use deal funding i mean yeah. we have an answer for all of this um that's what land academy step by step product yeah. by product has addressed all these ish- these concerns that people have, to, and we, we're here to try to, to make it a lot easier, but that doesn't mean there's an easy button. Mm-mm. There is no easy button to this, and there never will be. If, if there was a, there are many people who join this group um, because they innately want to make it all automated, and, I, and they're usually software engineers. And I understand that. You know, I want to make things more efficient uh, also. But that's that's just not going to happen' it's, it's not the stock market. Well, there's things
1: that you can, we do that, but then there, but the, you can't totally walk away.
0: The variance in market yeah. there's a variance in this market, a pretty substantial variance in any market where you can buy a piece of real estate that's worth hundred thousand dollars for twenty five grand just because that person wants to sell it that day. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me. I'll never ever get over that. Uh, you can't you know I've said this a few times before. If you could buy a share of stock that's worth $100 today for $25, you know, you can't. You just don't. That's, it's such an efficient market that it commands what it's worth. And so real estate's not like that. And that, to me, is a massive amount mm-hmm. of opportunity.
1: Exactly. Happy to join us today, five days a week. You can find us here on the Land Academy show.
0: Tomorrow's Jill Friday, and she's gonna talk about the concept of mailer excitement, you are not alone, in your real estate ambition. Yep. We had a mailer, just a large one that I talked about earlier this week, and we got notice
1: from
0: from offers to owners that it was in the mail. They notify you as, as they're working on it. And Jill got all giddy. I don't know. Like, yay. She's like. Yay.
1: I love it. She's,
0: she loves when the mail hits.
1: Yay. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable and we really do appreciate your support. If you haven't already, please zip on over to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. We,
0: we are, are Jack, Jack and Jill. Information. And inspiration. To buy undervalued property.